Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying, although they did this time. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And yeah, with the final loss, I guess two losses in a row in the Austin Regional, the baseball team was eliminated from postseason play and thus ends the calendar. Well, I guess it's not calendar year, but the academic year of sports and so brings on the off season. Yeah. Um, fun time in Austin. Um, you fun know, it times in Austin today. Homelessness. <laughs> didn't end the way, uh, the way that, uh, we were hoping, but still had a good time watching some baseball and, uh, you know, I'll never, uh, I'll never take that experience for granted because, you know, we've been to 10 all time and I've gotten to go to two in a row. So, uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I guess we were hoping we would win these games. And so we were trying to also live up to the keep Austin weird mantra. So losing was weird. And I don't know. That's all I have for that. But yeah, Evan, you were in Austin. What was it like at the regional? Um, Hot. <laughs> it was it was very hot, especially the Sunday game. Um, But, you know, the atmosphere for DBU and Air Force was was pretty decent. I mean, tech brought a pretty good crowd. DBU brought an brought an okay crowd and uh and Air Force actually brought quite a bit too. That Texas game on Saturday night was a whole different uh whole different beast. We set a we set a record for the stadium. Well, technically it's the second most people to ever watch a game there. The the uh highest game was a Nolan Ryan exhibition game in the 1970s. Uh they played against the Rangers and it turns out the way they fit 10,000 people in that stadium is they roped off the uh they roped off the warning track and just let people stand on it. <laughs> I was so. wondering if they would let people on, in on the infield for that game. It's Nolan Ryan, no one's hitting him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so they just apparently put like a little rope out to keep people on the warning track and just I'm pretty sure Nolan Ryan started and I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty sure Nolan Ryan's first year pitching was the year my father was born and his last year pitching was when I turned one. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean my fun fact about him is that he was known as the Ryan Express. He was. Yeah. And uh Speaking of trains, the lane train tried to take down the, I guess it didn't try to take down the Ryan Express. They weren't competing train lines because Nolan Ryan hasn't been pitching in a while. He definitely doesn't currently attend the University of Texas. He does. Uh, Oh, well, that's fun. Uh, Does he also attend DBU? Because that's who he met up with in our first game in the Austin Regional. No, I I don't think so. To answer Ah, your question. Uh, I'm I'm glad somebody did. As it turns out, Nolan Ryan's debut was when my father was one. His He retired when I was one. Wow. Oh. Anyway, uh, DBU, I predicted that Tech would win at least one game, and this is the game that they came out victorious in. Yeah. It was kind of interesting going into this game because D1 Baseball predicted DBU or Tech to win this regional. They had two guys make predictions for all the different regionals, and one guy had DBU winning, Dallas Baptist, and the other had Tech winning. And uh, I guess that was bulletin board material in Austin, Texas. Uh, but first we have this two seed versus three seed with Tech being the two seed and Dallas Baptist being the three seed in this opening game of the Austin Regional. Texas had just beat Air Force hours before. Uh, but for Tech at least, you know, the Regional was off to a great start when Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year Logan McLeod allowed the leadoff man aboard Thanks to only his fourth error all year, he would end up with four total in the tournament. 
Oh, that's not great. But Jonathan Fincher was able to end the inning with a run allowed. Or in the tournament or? I believe in the tournament. Wow. Really? Let me, let me double check this. Let me fact check myself. No, we only had two errors the whole tournament. So, or three. We had all three then. Wow. He did. I know he did throw a ball away um, at one point, but. Okay. Yeah. He had four going into the tournament and then he had two in this game and then one more against Air Force. So he went from four to seven over the course wow. of these three games. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Uh, luckily, though, Jonathan Fincher was able to end the inning without allowing a single run. And except for a solo home run in the third, Fincher was really dealing after coming in for Cade Gibson, who was expected to start this game, but turned out to be a little bit hurt. And so he was a scratch from this one. Uh, by the time Fincher was relieved to start the sixth inning, Tech had built a 7-1 to lead thanks to a Philip Matulia home run and a five-run fifth inning highlighted by George Corona moonshot home run that we'll talk about in a second. But once Jonathan Fincher comes out of that game, Landon Tompkins heads in and struggles pretty much immediately. He gets one out, then gives up a three-run home run, and then he's pulled. Yeah, I actually, I actually missed that three-run home run because I was, uh, I went to the bathroom in between innings, and by the time I got back, it was seven to four. And when it, oh, had so been it was your fault. Seven to one. Yeah, I didn't leave my seat the whole rest of the game, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that George Corona home run you mentioned. Um, uh, Jeremy and I were sitting in left field, about five rows up from the field uh, for this game, and that ball. I mean, straight up looked like a routine fly ball that was going to land maybe 20, 30 feet in from the fence. And it just kept going. And it it was hit so high that I guess I couldn't judge it from where I was sitting. But when that ball went out, I kind of had to rub my eyes and be like, wait, what? <laughs> like That that landed I, in the bullpen? How? You know, on, like it, on the broadcast where you don't get to see it off the bat very much. You see it for two frames before it leaves, but you can kind of see the launch angle. I thought the third baseman wouldn't have to move back to catch it. Oh, wow. Uh, the launch angle on it. I wish we had like MLB advanced stats to look to see what it was, but it was it's got it can't be 90 degrees, but it's got to be like 80 degrees or 85 degrees is what it yeah. looked like off the bat. Just a routine pop fly call the infield fly rule. Uh, but no, it goes far enough to go over the fence in left field. 90 degree home run. The earth spun underneath it, allowing it to go. Exactly. Out. It just got hit so high, it reached orbit. Uh, let's call a physicist and make sure that math checks out. Uh, yeah. but, but while we wait for them on the phone, Greg Martinez got two outs to get out of the inning that Landon Tompkins struggled in. And then he stuck around for the rest of the game. Yeah, he just decided to go ahead and hang out and, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, finish out the game, I guess. Yeah. Might as well, outs. because of what happens in this bottom of the sixth. So Wade Elliott walks, but then Taylor Young... It's kind of a bloop pop fly fly ball to short center field, uh, right center field that somehow the first baseman gets to. It kind of makes a weird over the shoulder diving catch. Wade yeah, Elliott is in catch. no man's land here. If he doesn't catch the ball, he has to be at second base or else he can get tagged out. If he does catch the ball, he has to be back at first base. So that way he doesn't end up getting picked off, basically. And he kind of thinks that the ball is going to drop. He takes off for second. Turns out the first baseman's able to get a glove on it, catches it before it hits the ground. And then he tosses it over to first base, the pitcher covering, to turn the double play. So it was a 3-1 double play. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, just, just tech never catches a break. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, never. We never catch a break, ever. Never. Especially Including, not in the sixth inning right. against Dallas Baptist. Um, yeah. 
From there, in that inning, Matulia singles, Netterville walks, McConnell singles, bases loaded for George Corona. A sentence, or at least a phrase, I think I've said so many times over the course of this season. It feels like whenever the bases are loaded, it's to George Corona. Well, yeah, (laughs) except for the Air Force game, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Three balls, one strike on Corona. Hit towards center field. It's playable, though. Humphrey's coming in, waiting for it. He doesn't see it. No, he lost the ball. (laughs) It's over his head. One run will score. Two runs will score. Here comes Corona. He's headed to the plate, and he will score an inside-the-park grand slam home run. you got to love it. Man, you got to feel for Humphreys out there. I, I thought don't. Corona had hit that well. And I absolutely don't have to feel for Humphreys out there, actually. actually. No, actually, I do feel bad for the kid. That, that sucked. Not at all. <laughs> that sucked for him. But... scholarship athlete to a great school, so... Well, be fine. I don't know. And not anymore, school. maybe. But oh, oh god! <laughs> oh, it's not a good school. Wow, Evan just defecated on that school. No, I, I, no baseball teams typically don't have that many scholarships. Is no, what I bro, do. you just shat on that school, bro. Like Tech only has eleven and seven tenths of a scholarship to give out to baseball you just players. Fucking just sloppy Joe that school. <laughs> yeah, I mean George Corona hits the ball and immediately you can tell that the center field uh, center fielder had no idea where it was. I, I don't know if he just didn't see it off the bat or what. He seemed to know it was coming his way because he was looking for it. But, I mean, he he had his he arms in. stretched. He, he yeah. moved in, yeah, and just – it was about uh, twilight time. And I know um, Coach Burroughs after the game said, like, yeah, I used to play outfield, and that's the worst time to be playing outfield is, like, right when the sun has set and – you know, the lights are starting to take over, but the sky still has some light left in it. But yeah, I mean, the ball landed a good 25 yards away right on the warning track. And this guy was like in front of the Texas logo in center field. So yeah, uh, George Corona was already between second and third by the time the ball hit the ground. So <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very exciting. Uh, I posted a video from my vantage point because I thought George Corona might do something cool. And uh, yeah. he did. So probably not what you would have expected, though. Yeah. And uh, so, somebody associated with tech tweeted out that in the MLB since 1890 and Matt, I don't know. Did you see this stat? How many how many catcher inside the park grand slams have there been since 1890 in the MLB? Two. Uh, it's more than two. Nathan, did you see this? I, I saw it. So I'm, okay. I don't it's think 12. I should be able to guess. 12 times since 1890 has a catcher hit an inside the park grand slam uh, hmm. in, in professional. And uh, George Corona got to got to do that the other night. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, there's there's that which just feels kind of surreal. It feels like we're always on the other end of those kind of events. Uh, but the other home run that Corona hit was that moonshot that we talked about a little bit ago. The other other home run in this game was Philip Matulia's home run that I mentioned during that quick recap. Ooh. But I also want advanced stats on home runs, like launch angle and distance, just for this one. It hit up like two-thirds of the way up the light pole. Yeah. In right center field. I, yeah. I that, that one that, that was, leaves any ballpark. That one was smashed, yeah. I, I I have seen some home runs this year. I don't know if I've seen very many that look like that much of a no-doubter off the bat. No doubters are the best. Like that hits 
Memorial Gym if they're playing this game in Ruston. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely way the fuck over the train tracks in Ruston for sure. <laughs> like that's that one might it might legitimately have landed on uh, what's that str- what's that street Wisteria? California? Yeah, California. It lands <laughs> in the Taco Bell in California, <laughs> all the way over campus. Yeah, southern yeah. Cam- southern campus. Yeah. It lands in the in the cow pastures out at South Campus. It no, lands at Alex I'm Box not, Stadium. No, I actually meant Southern Campus. Oh, Baton like su- oh, like Southern <laughs> University. Okay. Yes. <laughs> just a, just a no doubter home run, uh, and and there were other moments that kind of outshined that one, but I that was a great piece of hitting and a very important spot in this game. Yeah, and I mean, uh, just to kind of wrap this game up, it was a really good performance by Jonathan Fincher to get things started. He ends up going five innings with just 60 pitches, so he would you know, potentially be available later in the weekend if we needed him. Uh, only gave up four hits in that one run on the, on the one home run, so just really efficient uh, pitching from him. And then Greg Martinez coming in and probably having his best outing of the whole season, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. I, he proved himself last year and then kind of didn't look as great throughout most of this year. But when when it's time to ball out, he balled out. One note yeah. I want to make about the entire pitching staff as a whole, zero walks, zero hit by pitches. Huh. Wow. Well, that didn't last long. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, one other thing I want to say about Martinez is, you know, he he was really working his off-speed stuff in this game. And I was sitting behind a a scout and a kid who was just chatting up the scout and they were talking about Martinez's uh, curveball and his slider and how good it looked. And then uh, I thought it was hilarious that the scout like unprovoked was like, yeah, Dallas Baptist is done. They don't have anybody left in their bullpen. That's worth a damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, man. Like, that's rude. But I guess he was not wrong because they lost in two games they were the first team eliminated from this uh from this regional maybe d1 baseball needs to hire that scout to judge who will win the regionals uh either way that brings us to game two in the winner's bracket against texas evan do you want to take this game recap yeah i mean like i like i kind of alluded to it was a pretty electric environment um there were a lot of tech fans there uh kind of dispersed throughout the crowd so it's hard to say how many um we weren't like all confined to one section or anything but 8502 people apparently saw this game and uh yeah from the very beginning it looked like it was going to be a pitcher's duel and it pretty much was but the one-to-one score at the beginning of the seventh or in the middle of the seventh inning kind of misleading because through those first seven innings tech had left 12 runners on base and texas had left seven runners on base texas was mostly getting on base by walks and hit by pitches ryan jennings gave up three walks and also hit three guys with uh the ball and texas fans were real fucking mad about it you know i think as tech fans we experience more of like the lsu stuff but man tech texas is kind of iffy too man i'm just like they they wanted Ryan Jennings's head on a platter because he hit Ivan Melendez with a one one two breaking ball that didn't curve. So he got hit by like a 78 mile an hour pitch in his in his like shoulder. And they were like, he's trying to hurt our best guy. Yeah, he's he definitely wanted to hit yeah. your best batter on a one two count with two outs. Yeah, that's exactly he hit him with a baseball, not an iceberg. Right. <laughs> I just want to hurl an iceberg. <laughs> Carefully. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, what did you guys think watching from home about these hit by pitches? Because it was very clear to me in the audience that, like, yeah, he's not intentionally no, like, I don't. having his <laughs> curveball not curve, right? I, I don't know. If you want to hit a guy, you don't do it once you're up with two strikes. Right. And, that, you, and if you want to hit away. the guy, you fucking beat him with the fastball, right? Like, <laughs> right? you're not, you're not throwing a 78 mile out. Like, again, it, all three of his hit by pitches, which. He hits Melendez, and then the very next pitch, he hit the next guy in the lineup, whoever that was. Uh, so that one, I kind of get why they were a little mad about it, I guess. But uh, the third one was like two innings later, and they were still like and booing him. And so you know. I had to listen to some of the beginning of this game on the radio. So I was listening to Malcolm Butler and, and Dave Nitz, and Malcolm Butler had several things to say, one of which that I tweeted, and yeah. including the fact is like Texas acts like they've never been hit by a pitch before. But yeah, well, the third guy wanted to fight, wanted to charge the mound. Like he's crowding all, th- all three of the hit by pitch guys were crowding the plate, which is fine. Tech does it too. Uh, yeah, Campbell does it. Uh, wherever Greg Golf is now, they do it. Uh, it's it's a method of getting extra batters on base, and that sometimes matters. That gets you more guys on base. Yeah, and I'll if say- anyone's seen Moneyball, getting people on base is what's the most important thing in the world. But you, get, you got three free, like three free bases, right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand the booing. Like, uh, again, it wasn't on purpose. And I think after the third guy, like essentially took two steps towards the mound and was like mouthing off, they issued a warning to Jennings. And so then Lane Burroughs comes out of the dugout and is like, hey, like, what are you doing? Why are you issuing a warning? And then they were like yelling at Burroughs, telling him to get back. And they like specifically told him like, do not cross the baseline. So he didn't <laughs> like, you yeah, can that, see the umpire pointing down at the baseline and saying like, don't fucking come any closer or you're gone. Right. The, the radio broadcast of that was fun too, because they were like, what did they, did we get a warning? And they were saying that Burroughs was asking what happened? Has there been a warning issued? And they said, don't move. Yeah. And, and so I guess, I don't know officially if there was a warning or not. It seems like there was, but I, I I don't know. I was in the crowd, right? And anyway, I was I was starting to get in trouble with the fans around me because I was like, oh yeah, clearly he hit him on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In a one-one oh, game, no. like, you know, in in a pivotal moment, yeah, he definitely wanted to hit that guy for sure. You know, but that's me. I'll 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 talk. I mean, Matt, you remember me talking shit with the like twelve-year-old <laughs> Navy fan at the, <laughs> at the bowl game? So I mean, I'll I'll throw down with anybody. Um, <laughs> so I mean, we we have we have the Hispanic Titanic and the Navy midshipmen. Do you just have a problem with boats? Yes. Come okay. on, dogs, beat the seamen. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, th- this kind of went off the rails a little bit. So let me refresh here. Jennings gave up three hit by pitches, which we just talked about. He also gave up three walks, but through six and a half innings, he's also only given up three hits. So Texas really wasn't able. I think their one, their one run to this point was a solo shot, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Texas wasn't able to do damage. Meanwhile, on the other side, tech had 10 hits, but couldn't, couldn't take advantage of scoring opportunities. I, I think I saw a stat that we were like two for nine with runners in scoring position in this game. And, uh, you know, that's just not going to cut it in a situation like this. But, you know, I, I kept turning to Jeremy and being like, we have 11 hits and there's only one run on the board. Like, wh- why? <laughs> they have two good pitchers, supposedly, and we were racking up hits against him and just could not take advantage of it. 
Uh, six of the 12 runners we left on base were in scoring position, too. So that's just Ouch. brutal. Yeah, I mean, and what I was trying to stress with uh, typing these up was that both of these teams were getting guys on, right? Texas yeah. was getting them on through walks and hit by pitches and tech through hits. But typically, if you're able to hit the ball, that ends up working better than a walk or a hit by pitch because then you're able to move them around more than one base at a time. Right. And Tech just was able to either hit with nobody on or hit with two outs. And so if you get a runner first and second with two outs, that matters a lot less than a runner first and second with no outs. And you end up just barely scraping by with that one run. And you really needed all that you could get here. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the at the uh, play-by-play here. We had two hits in every single inning from the second to the six so five innings in a row we had two hits and we only got one run yeah oh man so many missed opportunities in this game um and you know i think with all this traffic that's happening around the bases right it really just you could feel the tension in the stadium that like one of these teams is going to break out and have a big inning which team is it going to be right who's gonna who's gonna you know get an extra base hit instead of a single right or who's gonna who's going to like put in the wrong pitcher. And after six uh, pretty good innings from Ryan Jennings, I mean, he had control. He had held Texas to just three hits. Uh, He comes out. Let's see. Makes sense. He was at around 100 pitches. So, you know, he's probably not going to go much farther anyway. And you're about to Uh, face the top of the order, too. You have the 9-1-2 guys up. Yeah. So you go to none other than Kyle Krieger, the best pitcher on the team, one of the best pitchers in the country, right? And, you know, you got to feel pretty good about that. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he gave up three home runs in Hattiesburg, but, you know, ultimately got the job done. Right. Uh, but in Austin on Saturday night, not Kyle Krieger's night, was it, Nathan? No, he got to strike out, which is fortunate, but then five straight singles allowed and then a double. And yeah. I guess could have been worse. But now Texas has a four to one lead. Honestly, amazing that they only scored three runs on the, yeah. they had six straight hits. Uh, also the first hit that they got was an infield, uh, single, which was off the end of the guy's bat and just like died before it got to Logan McLeod at third base. So he had no play. And it's just like that kind of break was exactly what Texas needed to, to get going. Cause if that ball hits on the barrel, it goes straight to like Taylor Young and he just gets out easily. Right. But it, yeah. it like shanked off the end of the bat and stayed fair, but died like right, right before it got to Logan McLeod and he just had no play. So you I know. want to talk a little bit about Kyle Krager in this game in a second. Let's let's finish it out real quick, though. Uh, Tech gets one back in the top of the eighth. Texas gets that one run right back in the next half inning down five to two. The Bulldogs only have three outs to play with, hoping to stay in this winner's bracket and McConnell strikes out in three pitches. Corona flies to center field. Adarius Myers, the final breath of tech in this game goes down in three pitches and tech falls to the regional host five to two. Yeah. But with, with Kyle Krigger, I was confused when he came in because it was the seventh inning and I was really worried because during the tournament, it felt like we were asking too much of him. I felt like late in the season, we were asking too much for him. Uh, They showed a graphic at one point showing his ERA through late April or early May, whatever date they chose. Before that game, it was like he had an ERA of 0.059, and afterwards he had an ERA of three point something. Yeah. And my worry was overusing Kyle Krieger. Yeah. I mean, you can't say enough about the job that Krieger did this season. 
Uh, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think we rode him to the very end and it was just too much. Right. And that happens a lot in um, in college baseball. I'm not really sure about the pros. Right. It, it does, too. Yeah. And, you know, I I think that it really felt like it's it's kind of crazy, like how much winning that second game matters to winning the regional. You know, and I, I don't have like percentages in front of me or anything like that. But like to win the regional, you either have to win three straight games or if you lose a game at any point, you have to win five games. <laughs> like you have to you have to win five. Right. So that's just really fucking hard to do, you know. Yeah. So we you know, we would have to we would have to come back and beat Air Force on Sunday, beat Texas and then beat Texas again. Right. So I guess it's technically four wins, but in five games. Whereas Texas to win the regional by beating us in game two, they just had to win one more game. And so it's just kind of like it becomes really daunting if you lose a single time. And I I know that's how double elimination works. I'm not breaking new ground here, but it's just like the feeling in that seventh inning was like, man, we're so close. Like if we can just have this breakout inning, which I know we can because we have 11 hits right now on the board. Yeah. Right. We were so close. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, it's like, well, shit, now we got to now we got to beat a really good Air Force team and then beat Texas twice to make supers. Right. And so it's just how quickly things can change is is wild in these things. And Air Force beat Dallas Baptist, again, a team that some people thought would win the whole regional. They go 0 and 2. And so the Falcons of Air Force face off against Tech in this loser's bracket game. Loser goes home. Winner advances to play Texas. And then if they were able to beat Texas that first time, like you said, Evan, they'll have to face off against the Longhorns a second time to try to advance to the Super Regionals. Uh, We can't really complain about how this game against Air Force started. Uh, Worf is able to get out of the jam in the first, and then Tech scores one in the first inning and three in the second to quickly jump out to four to nothing in a game where you're really hoping they're just able to blow Air Force out of the water, out of the sky, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen the new Top Gun movie. Uh, and uh, just make this an easy game where you don't have to worry and you're able to save some guys from Texas that you'll have to play later this day if you're able to win it. Uh, But Air Force puts together a single, a triple, and then another single to cut the lead in half, and now it's 4-2 to in the third inning. No runs for the next couple innings, but here we get some, I guess you can call it excitement, I call it dread. Uh, The Falcons cut the lead to one in the fifth and then take a one-run lead in the sixth, Moving forward to the tech bottom of the sixth, where Corona hits a solo shot to tie the game back at five apiece. Okay, we're through that right now. Deep breaths. (laughs) Again, Air Force with a two-run inning in the seventh inning, but Steel Netterville reties the game with a home run in the seventh inning. And now Kyle Krigger, in his second inning of work in the eighth inning, he gets called on again to pitch possibly three innings to close this one out. Starts the inning off with a four-pitch walk. That's not a great sign. He's able to get a strikeout, but then he gives up a towering home run to left field. And now Tech is down again by two, nine to seven, with an inning and a half left to play. Yeah, after Corona and then Netterville hit bombs, uh, it really felt like, you know, okay, we're we're back. The season's not over. We kind of had a, a calm set of middle innings there from you know the third on to the fifth or sixth or whatever and then it felt like okay we found the bats again we're we're good to go here and then that home run was just like again a no doubter off the bat i think it went i think that one was the one that went all the way out of the stadium i mean like like over the back wall over the not over the scoreboard but like 
you know, completely outside the fence of the stadium. And uh, it was just, you know, wind out of the sails. And I, I didn't feel like it was over at that point, but it it was, you know, immediately time to start pacing. Yeah, it felt like when Krager gave up the home run to UTSA uh, in the in the top of the ninth in the championship game, there was a bit of, oh, we've got this. We're going to walk it off. We got it. And I just I don't think I felt it here. I don't I can't speak for the team, but at least me watching at home, it just felt like, okay, well, well, we 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 gotta do it, but do we really have that in us anymore? And the mm-hmm. bottom of the eighth kind of starts off in a way that makes me doubt that that doubt <laughs> doubtness of the team. Darius Myers starts off that bottom of the eighth with a double. We have a couple outs, but then Wade Elliott and Taylor Young have back-to-back walks to load the bases. Bringing up Phil Matulia, mm. who just a couple days ago, oh man, just the day before, whichever time is relative, hit that home run off the foul pole in this very stadium. Not the foul pole, the light pole. The light pole. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, felt good with Matulia at the bat. You know, bases loaded, um, base hit ties it pretty much. Um, a, a, a double will get you the lead. But uh, yeah, Matulia takes the first pitch. Uh, then sees a pitch he wants to swing at and grounds out to the first baseman. Ooh, not yeah. what you needed there. Not Several what you tweets needed. saying that this game was over, and at, at that point, even with an inning left to play. And I get that, and normally I would disagree, but I mean, oh. I just felt that too. I don't know if ah. that 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 was what the dugout felt. But yeah, I didn't agree. I mean, I I didn't think it was over. You know, after what we saw last weekend, I I'll never count this team out, but. I, I literally, so I was sitting behind home plate this whole game. It was very fucking hot. The sun was beating down. Uh, I ended up moving from right behind the plate where you could see me on the screen um, up to uh, the last row of the bottom section because the shade finally reached the bottom section. And I was like, man, I, I got <laughs> I to gotta get out of the sun. Uh, ninth inning, though, uh, bottom of the ninth, I got up and went to uh to right field where nobody was and i was just pacing the whole and it didn't it didn't last for very long but i was pacing the whole time so uh yeah i mean netterville comes up you gotta like those chances right last time he came up he hit a home run so this time though he flies out uh not very not very deep into right field um i tried to distract the guy but it didn't work no i'm just kidding um (laughs) then mcconnell gets a single so the tying run, George Corona is at the plate, and George Corona, I think, had two out of the park and one in the park home run this week. So yeah, this weekend. So I mean, again, gotta like his chances, but instead he hits it straight to the shortstop on the ground, easy double play. Um, you know, probably in the in the dictionary for double play. Uh, that that ball right there and uh, Air Force turns it and eliminates tech. The season ends nine to seven. And so, I mean, we can give our reek or our thoughts about how the tournament went next week. We'll have a show out talking about how we thought this baseball season went as a whole. But I don't know, just making it here felt so great. And that win over Dallas Baptist felt like a weight off our shoulders of we're starting in the winner's bracket. We have to play Texas. We take Texas to the seventh inning before anything bad really happens. And then it just falls apart there. And then I don't think we're able to recover from that five single inning from Kyle Krieger. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the team is probably 
you know, losing some sleep over this because there were just so many chances. We were so close, right? In in the Texas game, getting that many hits and just not capitalizing in the moments that you needed to. And then I was going to call out, I mean, I think Tech probably hit five or six fly balls to the warning track this whole weekend. I mean, that looked like home runs off the bat to me, sitting in various vantage points in the stadium, but, you know, just just needed a little bit more, right? Just a little tiny bit more to get out. And, you know, that just that's the kind of thing where like, oh, man, if like two of those get out, it's a totally different regional, right? And we maybe we're still playing right now, although I think our game today would have been at two. So, no. Uh, it could have been next innings. You don't know. Yeah, we're in the 26th inning against Texas yeah. in the in the final elimination game. But you know, it's just yeah. it, it it's just things were so close. And uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst showing that we could have had. But it you know, it's it just hurts because you know we we know that we had a team to compete in this regional. We did compete in this regional, and we could have won this regional if if you know the baseball gods had seen a few things go the other way right but that's baseball for you i guess i feel like you can insert that last sentence in any right. talk about any baseball thing that happens it's, yeah well that's baseball yeah but matt what would you feel after these three games happened Pain. <laughs> end of sentence i predicted tech would only win one game so ultimately prediction proved true i'm not disappointed i, di- I didn't pick tech to make it to a super regional so i'm happy with the way things uh, went if we're recapping things but i all in all i feel pretty good about how this season went yeah i mean we'll we'll get into that in our next episode i think but i mean i uh i decided to stay around after the game and watch the players come out and clap for them and stuff you know they had a, a pretty long team meeting obviously and uh man it was really sad like these these players i mean they gave like a lot, they gave a lot of effort to our university, right? And you know, seeing guys like uh, like Jarrett Wharf and um, and uh, Krigger come out, and you know, they're they're hugging all the moms, and you know, they're they're hugging each other, like they're just you know, they're trying to hold back tears, and some of them are, some of them aren't, and it's just like, man, this is like I feel I feel for these guys, and you know, for some of them, it may be the last time they ever like play competitive baseball, right? I mean, it's it's just it just sucks right and and i waited for uh for taylor young and steel netterville to come out and you know those guys if you haven't seen their post game press conference that they did with lane burrows i mean yeah if you want to be sad go go watch that man it's <laughs> it's, it's a gut wrencher um we'll talk about those guys a little more probably in our next episode but you know just want to say thanks to the team right this was a great year second best uh win total of all time for the Bulldogs, um, second time I think we've ever gone to back-to-back regionals. Um, and again, like I'm trying not to take anything for granted, man. Who knows when the next time I'll get to go to a regional is, right? Because even if we're in one next year, what are the chances that it's you know three hours from where I live, right? So yeah, you know it's it's just it's fun to like be in the conversation around this time. It's fun to like go to these these regionals. It's such a great playoff format. And, you know, obviously the ultimate goal uh, or next next thing on the list is to make it to a super. But, you know, this this is, uh, you know, going back to back to the playoffs is it's hard to do. And we did it. So uh, let's make it three in a row next year for, I think, the first time ever. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah. 
my thoughts after we beat Dallas Baptist, I went a little too hard into full on optimism mode. <laughs> it felt like either we're going 0-2 or we're winning the whole thing. And I'm not really sure where I was pulling that from. But once we beat Dallas Baptist, once the George Corona inside the park Grand Slam happened, it was just, this is our year. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well hey, once weird shit starts happening in our favor, yeah. 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 I'm going to go ahead and book some refundable hotels in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, where the Super <laughs> Regional really? probably would be. I was about to. I had some oh. links pulled up. And then we lost to Texas. I was going to do it if we won the first two games. Uh, I was looking at airline flights to Kansas City to meet up with with you, Matt, before heading up to Omaha. It just (laughs) felt like we wait a second. This goes from like a oh, yeah, sure. Whenever we make it to Omaha, whenever we make it to the Super Regional to guys, it's happening. And yeah, I got way too out in front of it. I got (laughs) I swung and missed at that one. But I just. This was a fun time. It's fun to watch postseason baseball that you care about. It's heart-wrenching to watch a team you care about so much lose on a national stage like this. But I am personally just incredibly happy to even be here, to be in a regional, to play meaningful baseball in in June. Yep. And and yeah, it didn't go our way, but I'd much rather that. I'd much rather that we end the season with a record of 43 and 21 than 21 and 43. And that's what it felt like when I started on campus. So I, I'm not happy that we lost our regional, but like you, Evan, I'm just, I'm excited to see what the future brings for sure. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I guess one last thing to do before we wrap it up for this week's episode, that's the tweet of the week, less of a tweet, more of a picture. Uh, this picture I've just been kind of staring at for the, the past day since the game happened. Uh, the first one got tweeted out by Jake Martin, uh, who I believe is an editor at uh, the Washita Citizen, is what it says, what his Twitter bio says. Um, a picture of of a Steel Netterville and Taylor Young uh, walking off the diamond for one last time in Austin, uh, two seniors, and it's kind of zoomed in on them. You just you see them both; their heads are down. Uh, it looks it looks very sad. And then the one that Tom Morris tweeted, which is what I've nominated for the tweet of the week. Has a scoreboard in the background, and uh, I guess that's Steele looking up at the at the scoreboard. And yeah, Tech lost nine to seven. You can see how it happened, but just also seeing the 2022 Division One Baseball Championship on the on the sign. I don't know. It adds something else to this to this image. Yeah, and you know these guys both have like Steele Netterville is going to be a doctor. Like he's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) And these guys won the conference USA baseball tournament uh, and, and won us a championship. So, I mean, they go out, Taylor Young goes out as the leading hitter of all time uh, in program history, played the most games of anyone in, in history uh, at Louisiana tech. Um, Steele Netterville is also in the record book in several places. So, I mean, these guys gave everything they had to Louisiana Tech baseball, and uh, we're grateful for that. And for that, we give Tom Morris the tweet of the week for capturing this uh, this great moment with them walking off. I don't think it's so much sad as it is just like it's bittersweet. You know, I think yeah, it's bittersweet for sure. But they're kind of like walking off into the into the next phase, right? They're they're going to the cornfield right. in the background, angels in the outfield style. Yeah, but yeah. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always. You can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog where we've had a couple stories posted in the past couple of weeks. One 
waxing poetically is I think how I said it last week about the Conference USA Baseball Tournament Championship game and then another by Evan that previewed that Austin Regional so uh, you can see how right or wrong he was about certain things I think is, is what you can do either way it, it drives traffic to the site whether or not you read it in spite or not uh, yeah. also while you're there check out the GoTech Please Don't Die shop uh, this month for Pride Month we've got a Pride themed shirt of the month and then today a couple more shirts are hit, hitting the store that are pride themed and so go ahead and check those out um gtpdd.dog slash shop and until next time i'm nathan i'm evan I'm Matt. and go tech please don't die During the Texas game, there was a kid uh, sitting next to uh, or near me that was like chirping every single tech player's name and being like, that's not a real name, like to what? Cole McConnell. And I was like, what? Cole like, is a name. Like, right. a- like, that's a normal name. That's not that out there. Like, you Cole have players- is a mineral. <laughs> and but he did. <laughs> he did have a good country. one for George. He said. He said he either has to be George Crown or Jorge Corona. He can't have it both ways. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was pretty funny. So cheers Sounds to that like guy, I guess. I can, 